0: Inherently Happy, Episode 114, Happy Luck. Yowza haha ha, my happy friends. Luck is often described as opportunity meeting preparation. Opportunities can be discovered, made, or thrust upon us. But preparation is ours to control. For when opportunity next comes near. Just be sure that the achievement is a happy one. Don't seek out a chance to bully someone, for instance. That would be a mean thing to do. Do seek out a chance to help someone. Someone's lost, offer to provide directions. Someone's confused, offer to explain. Someone needs help, offer to provide it. Don't, however, hurt yourself or others in the process. Unless the need is great and not making the attempt would disrupt balance and growth, to a far greater extent. Many of these are judgment calls, dependent on the situation at hand, where you have to decide. But so long as you remember to be mindful and look to a happy solution of both balance and growth, then you'll be all right. So how do you prepare yourself for opportunity? How do you set yourself up for happy luck? Get better. Train more, improve your skills, increase your knowledge, study harder, connect with the material, feel it, use it in your work. Get better by working at it, and by expecting to get better. But also expect to get told to stop, expect to get discouraged, and expect to doubt. But keep doing it anyway. Eventually, you will have to decide if your improvement is allowing you to take advantage of the opportunities you want. Opportunities are everywhere. Coupons are an opportunity to save money. Passports are an opportunity to see the world. But is it the opportunity you want? I don't need 10% off my next makeup purchase, and I haven't been out of that country in years. But sometimes your preparation is on the brink. Like, I feel very comfortable on a stage, but acting doesn't really interest me. I've done some, and it was okay, but I can still appreciate it when others do it well. So I emcee things from time to time, but I don't sing, dance, or tell jokes, because I want the show to move along, so I can enjoy it because I am a great audience member. No kidding. I'm present, I'm hopeful, I'm encouraging and appreciative, I'm enthusiastic, a great listener. Performers tend to check in with me, even play to me, because they can see that I'm paying attention and that I want them to do well. And if they don't do well, they can see that too. I'm there to be entertained first and foremost, just like any other audience member. I'm just slightly more generous. So as long as you don't suck, We'll be all right. And even if you do suck, you can get better. It's a lot of work sometimes, I know. But if there's still something happy for you in it, then continue to strive. I want to make a living writing, drawing, and making films. So I write, draw, and make films. But it has yet to sustain me, so I must find work that pays the bills. While I write, draw, and make films. I'm very well-organized, creative, friendly, punctual, and conscious of deadlines. So I get office work, making lists, preparing paperwork, looking things up, maintaining correspondence, booking, planning, presenting, reminding, consolidating, and just generally being available. As a result, my kindness is taken advantage of quite frequently. If you really want to be helpful and offer your services, then there will be those who take that as an opportunity to take more than they need. It's a, because I offered to help organize one thing, I'm then expected to organize everything kind of thing. And yet still opportunities arise and others may be taken away. They want me to stay put and do everything rather than help me move up and leave them to do it. They want to control me. When I first started at my current job, I was tasked with sending out reminders for the timekeeping aspect of my work. And so I added a touch of creativity to keep it fun. This was the first one I ever sent. Time cards ardently sought. Well be with thee, goodly folk. Verily this time pay period doth end upon the morrow. Prithee then, do review and approve thy time cards anon. Full thanks. Peace be to all, Lord Geoffrey of the Watch. And it went over well. I continued to add a distinct flavor to each one, and they got more elaborate as time went on. I was starting to lose the point of the reminders, which was just to let people know it was time to do their time cards, but the fans appreciated it. It was a captive audience, to be sure, that functioned on caffeine, sugar, and repetitive tasks, and so could use a break from the anxious monotony. And as they got longer, I started getting emails from coworkers who told me how much they loved them, but I also got messages from those who asked me to be removed from their reminder list. Still, I kept creating, even offering it to other departments to replace their own reminders. It bonded me with the other timekeepers and their staff. I was given applause at office holiday parties. I had instant rapport with anyone who met me because I was the timecard reminder guy. But some of the executives felt I wasn't being professional, and yet I hadn't done anything so terrible for them to be able to do anything. And so they waited for me to screw up. Sorry. Sorry. That's me projecting after the fact. I don't know that they were lying in wait. Maybe they just ignored me. Is it laying in wait? Then one day, I had a correspondence with a fan who loved my reminders because they distracted her from some of the work she hated, including doing her time cards when her computer wasn't and wouldn't cooperate. And that struck me as true because I hated most of the work that I did and I needed to express myself creatively or get a little cranky and go a little mad. And if I'm cranky, then everybody's cranky, because I don't like keeping cranky in. Cranky needs to breathe, and sometimes that breath is fire. So I got a little cocky, a little passive-aggressive, scolding those who failed to act, even after being reminded. And I was asked to stop doing the reminders. But I argued my case and explained that this was a good opportunity to refocus on brevity and staying on topic. I was allowed to continue, under supervision. I let the drawings replace the text, instead of just accompanying it. Single panel drawings with Clockface, The Time King, and a host of other characters. Until finally I settled upon one I could stick to, Clocky the Time Clock and then, very soon after, his friend and timekeeper, Watchy. Clocky and Watchy. They took over the Strip from then on. Their adventures took them all over the world, they made time-related puns, sometimes even addressing the audience directly, all to get them to fill out their time cards. The mailing list grew, but the compliance rate did not. Before I started, it was about 66% of the workforce who could actually be counted on to fill out their time cards promptly and correctly. And after I started and got fans, compliance was still at about 66%. It got so frustrating that I eventually chose the nuclear option and asked the executive branch for support. And so one of them wrote the next reminder, where he flat out scolded those who failed in this task. So it was okay for him to get cocky and harsh? They complied until we were at 88% compliance for about a month, and then they stopped and went right back to the way it was. I felt disrespected and betrayed. Here I was trying to amuse everyone, and they still made me beg and plead with them to do their jobs. So I could do mine. If they didn't approve their time cards, then I couldn't sign off on them. Adding more work and stress to my life, instead of showing their appreciation by making my life easier. Some of them hated time cards so much, they'd frequently boycott the whole process, forcing me to spend time tracking them down like some kind of time card cop. I still did the cartoons because Clocky and Watchy wanted to live, and my fans liked them, but I stopped hoping for kindness or courtesy. I would sometimes get mildly negative feedback, like one person who took offense over a joke I had asked people to please do their time cards without me having to track them down, because every time I have to do so, an angel gets slapped across the face with a fistful of wet noodles, and they hate that it musses their hair. The response was, the critique was, that was not nice. And it set me off, yo! But I had to be polite, and professional, so I replied that I didn't mean to cause upset, and that a little levity was always welcome at the church I attended growing up, though I didn't mention that I stopped going at 13 years old, and I also further clapped back by saying I purposely didn't capitalize the word angel to avoid it being confused with that of a member of the heavenly choir eternal. It was all just a bit of absurdity, I said, and have a great day. I was an unappreciated jester, the bitterest subject in all the kingdom. I should be king, making royal decrees, preventing any and all criticism from those without a sense of humor. I was also letting that seep into my correspondences. I was stuck in exile, and even my queen had absconded. These mofos didn't appreciate me, and I hated going to work. Still, I tried to remind myself that improvement was always possible, but I could only faintly hear Happy's voice. I needed someone to list the things I kept forgetting to think about, like balance and growth. But I knew that someone would have to be me, and at the time, I wasn't up for it. Then, one Friday night, after a long and stressful week, I was driving back from hanging out with my friends, and after an hour and a half on the road, I started to lose alertness, until I slipped onto the shoulder while making a sweeping turn and was in the tall weeds before I knew it trying to find the road again. Unfortunately, I found the guardrail post instead, killing my car, but saving me from both the rail post and the sheer drop just beyond it. Lucky or unlucky. All the money I had just sunk into that car to get new tires and a radiator was gone. And I still needed a car. The debt ballooned, and the bitterness grew. And so, to fight towards betterness, I posted a clocky and watchy where they discussed my accent, scolding me for threatening their existence. It was meant to be cathartic, to let people know I was okay, and I survived with my sense of humor intact. I included a drawing and some photos of the car with the engine caved in, which in hindsight may have been ill advised. It was healing, and I heard back from four separate fans who were so grateful for my sharing because it helped them deal with similar experiences. However, two people wrote to the executives about how they were triggered and that I should be banned from ever sending out cartoons again. And so I was. I tried to make amends and plead my case that I could refocus on brevity and staying on topic. But this came from on high, and despite the legions of fans who counted on them, I had to toe the line and provide just the facts without the flavor, from then on. I was also denied the chance to tell everyone where they could find the continuing adventures of Clocky and Watchy. And when I tried to sneak it in as a hidden link, I was caught and ridden up. The bitterness increased with no betterness in sight. Until I decided I needed to seek some solace or else go screwy in the noodle. And so I started this podcast. Now it has become, to me, the voice of Happy. Loud and clear. The advice and comfort of the happy truth, as told by one struggling to follow the happy way. Where is my happy luck? Where's the ending that says, and that's when he got his big break? Instead of all the little breaks to my spirit. All one can do is improve oneself and be prepared and await opportunity. You can help it along by putting yourself out there, but it still has to find its audience. Some things do better than others, sure, but not enough for me to quit my day job and clear out this debt. So I plug away, because that's just what you do, and happy is not found without effort. And so I create reminders. Reminders to be present, reminders to respect deadlines, and reminders to find balance and growth, in the hopes that I'll someday remember to be happy, if I'm lucky. Haha, ha. Yowza.